As I said to His Eminence, as we were waiting to come in, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, if there are any angels in heaven, they're all nurses. We know from our family experience what you do, the courage and the pain you absorb for others. So thank you. Thank you. Your Eminence, Cardinal Gregory and Yolanda Adams, to heal, we must remember. And it's hard sometimes to remember, but that's how we heal. It's important to do that as a nation. That's why we're here today. Between sundown and dusk, let us shine the lights in the darkness along the sacred pool of reflection and remember all whom we lost. I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall and the major lift, the baffled king composing, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I know that there's a God above and all I've ever learned from love is how to shoot at someone who outdrew you. It's not a cry you hear at night. It's not someone who's seen the light. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 First things for January 20th, David and Charles, new day, new year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Charles's new year today. Happy new year, Charles. That's right. 1201. Uh, 1201 PM. Um, that was Joe Biden, um, uh, the reflecting pool on the National Mall last night with Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, with Kamala Harris, Vice President-elect, and First Gentleman Doug Emhoff. 
and singing was Yolanda Adams. And as President, almost President Biden uh, finished speaking, they lit up these beautiful lights that ringed the, uh, the sides of the reflecting pool. And uh, it took all the way to a new president before we had a president of the United States who, uh, who commemorated, memorialized, uh, grieved for the loss of 400,000 COVID victims. That's where we're at, crossed over to 400,000 yesterday. And uh, given this man's history and the grieving that he has gone through and the sustaining that he has gone through and uh, the, the kind of uh, belief that he has about healing, I thought there was a, just a beautifully poignant way to, to really, in my view, kick off his presidency last night, to, to start from the grief and the sorrow and the anguish and to sustain in it and then to lead us through it. Um, so today is inauguration day. It's really amazing. It's, it's amazing that we got here. And we could easily, easily be um, noting the, the second term of Donald Trump had not, we had the largest voter mobilization and turnout in American history in 2020. State after state, we got it done, not by a ton, but we got it over the line. And may it be a marker for us going forward that this is the kind of engagement that has to be there. Every, every election cycle, we have to engage. We have to mobilize. We have to be alert, equipped, and mobilized every single election. So it is a happy new year. And in, in a couple of minutes of this podcast, I wanna talk a little bit about Charles and me getting to this place, have us kind of reflect on that. But for right now, let me just stop here and say, it's Happy New Year, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think Steve's probably uh, happy to not have to do this podcast again tomorrow morning. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a new day. I think, you know, if folks are, folks are doing the same thing that we're doing right now, they're going to listen to this podcast later, but I've got the, the TV on and I'm watching the cars drive up and, and because it's COVID they're, they're not all arriving at the same time. They, they've got to let people unload and stuff. And the joy of seeing like Hillary Clinton arrive in her car, um, Bernie Sanders come down the steps wearing a functional like REI jacket as opposed to like a suit jacket. Okay. He's the only one who doesn't, he doesn't have like business attire. He's wearing like a functional jacket to stay warm and mittens. Um, and he's got a manila envelope because he's going to do work during the, uh, during the, the inauguration. It's, uh, and Cory Booker, it's just, it's, it's like, uh, it's like seeing a bunch of superheroes that just beat the bad guy, you know? And, and, uh, it feels it. It already feels like a different America. 
I am grateful that we'll be putting this pod test red bed for a little bit, though I imagine you guys will be up and doing it again pretty soon. But I'm also grateful that I had this podcast the last three or four months because plenty of times David walked me back from the edge because I wasn't sure we were ever going to get here. I mean, I knew the day would come, but I didn't know what the day would bring. And uh, I remember that uh, watching that uh, ceremony at the reflecting pool was very powerful because it was like you said, for the first time, there was sort of an acknowledgement and an empathy and an embracing of the pain people have been feeling. And I almost wonder if some of the insanity of that of his supporters over the last year could have been tempered a little bit if they've been actually faced with the reality by somebody who said, this is what's happening. Here it is. That was a very symbolic moment. That was very, those lights were very powerful and it was a catharsis. Totally. I, I think they might've, they might've, you're right. And certainly regardless of whether they might've or not, that's what the president should have done. What that's who the president should have been. It doesn't matter whether or not his supporters would have been with him or been changed. He should have done that for the good of the country, for the, what's just ethically right. Um, and the, the, the kind of way in which Joe Biden um, arrives and takes office today is, is what all inaugurals are. They, are. they are always moments of new and renewal, renewal for the nation and new for the administration. Um, and there was a celebratory feel in 2009 when Barack Obama became president that we were, that we were entering a new phase of this nation's uh, uh, presence, this new, new, this new nation's journey. And uh, the last 12 years have been just brutal, just extremely difficult because uh, in, in, that progress was met by a massive resistance by the Tea Party that Trump leveraged, and now by QAnon and all of the, the, the pieces on that side. But today, today, because of millions of Americans who said, you know what, we choose a different America. We choose a different America. Uh, we do have the beginning of a different America. And I was talking to um, a person I really respect uh, yesterday, and he said, we've got a long journey ahead of us. Uh, and I said, you know, of course we sure do. Um, but the journey couldn't start without a first step. And this to me is the first step is that we needed to win the presidency that anything that without that, we were not going to be able to, to even hope for other steps. And I'll just say that the second step then was winning in Georgia. And that's how a journey goes. You take the first step, and then you're like, okay, I'm, I took that. And I'm walking right now so I can look down at my feet. There's the first step and then there's the second step. And that is how we heal and also uh, rebuild this country. So I am very, very mindful of the meaning of our organization's name, Common Power. Uh, now, not just today, but over the last many months. When we started this podcast, uh, Charles, uh, and Steve, we started on October 15th, not, not the whole with CP podcast, but this series uh, within it. We started on October 15th and the commitment then was we were going to run it through November 15th, thinking that that was going to carry through 
the kind of uh, turbulence of the Trump administration's response to a loss. Uh, but the turbulence, the turmoil, the, the, the big lie, when it came, was even more visceral and damaging than I uh, could, could have like imagined in theory. And so at that time, it was, I decided I needed just to keep doing this for our community, for us, for me. Um, and so today, we're, we, we wrap it, this series. Uh, we, this is the 98th podcast every day since October 15th. And to me, this, is, this has been like an apex moment of my lifetime to, to bring about this outcome, to, to think it through so deeply every single day, and to know that my kids, my wife, my family, our America, our Georgia, all of this, um, is in a better place, not a perfect place, a long journey to go, but this journey has begun. Yeah, I, uh, I was glad that we did it just because it was starting to feel that it was uh, unraveling and, and that, that hope was hard to hold on to. So this was a this was a touchstone every morning and a reminder of how work is done, that it's done through thinking through what is happening to us without, without panic eh, too often, but also without um, just giving into raw emotion and giving into anger and frustration and letting, letting that be the guide. And of course, that's what we saw too often in the last hundred days is people just abandoning any sort of thought process and instead turning to the easiest way of reaction, which is sort of the gut response, you know, the child, the, the, the schoolyard response, the sticks and stones, the I'm rubber, your glue response, which is what we've been living through for the past four plus years. So I agree with you. This was a, this was an important touchstone every morning for, for me too. And I want to jump back in here and then toss it to Charles. And I'm, I'm very mindful of, of uh, that Charles and I, we only met uh, in 2018. I did, we didn't know each other. We didn't even know, you know, know each other before March 3rd, 2018, when he, Charles came to the first kind of workshop for Common Power. And he, you, Charles, immediately stepped forward and engaged with this work uh, from a position of, of, de of desire to do so, but also, I'm sure, a massive leap with all kinds of questions on your part, and you did. And so that's, that, to me, is not theoretical. That to me is actual. That's the kind of move that we need to make. And today, you know, two and a half years, a little over two years later, not even, sorry, not even two years later, we have this organization committed to small C, small P, common power with organizations in partnership around the country with a leadership team of a dozen people full-time, uh, majority, people of color, majority female, with thousands of volunteers, thousands of donors who support this work, with all the states that we work in, the organizations that we are connected to, this is what it takes. And uh, 
I, I feel like this is the end of the beginning, not the beginning of the end, but the end of the beginning of the work that we need to do for, for as far as I can see. Um, so Charles, I'm grateful yeah. that you, that you came and you made that move. So, so, so there's a, a, a couple of things here. One of them is, uh, you said that I, that I made that, I made the leap and I, I want to reference what you said about one step at a time. And I understand what the, that, that means. It's a, it's a gradual movement in the right direction to get this country back on the same track. Um, but this country has been through so much and is so messed up that it's actually going to look like a, a dance where there's going to be a couple steps and then some leaps because we have to, because we, we have to, what he's going to do right after he becomes president today are, are that's a leap or it's a bunch of leaps. The things that the right, the wrongs that he's going to write with a stroke of a pen today those are those are some massive changes in people's lives those are some leaps and joe biden is going to spend many waking hours leaping as far as he can before he has to close his eyes and go to bed every day to put this country back on the right track so leaping uh, the 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 leaps there can be some steps in there too but we got it <laughs> it's a lot of leaps that that we've got to take and there's a lot of leaps that 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 our volunteers took to do this work. A lot of folks who did phone banking, who never thought they could do, who, who swore off phone banking actually. Yeah. 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 And they decided to do that. There are people who, who gave money. They gave more money than they thought that they would to, to a political cause. They gave money when maybe they, they, they thought they couldn't or shouldn't have. And, and we thanked them. And that was, those are leaps. Um, and there were people that were legitimately scared for what was going on in our country and did not think that we would make it through. Didn't think that we would make it through. And it was a leap of faith in organizations like us and our country that put them on a better track while we all work together to fix this. So that's, 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 that's one piece. Um, other pieces of this podcast, uh, Yes, it, I think it's, it's really valuable to think through and to talk through what's going on in our country to take stock in like the days that we had. Um, and this podcast would not have been okay to have were it not for the action that accompanied it. So it's, it's really good to do the intellectual thing. Um, and the thing that CP asks of all of us, common power asks of all of us, is that it not just be this. This is where we have been in the past, is that it's, it's been okay to just, to just do this, to just analyze, to just study what's going on in this country, to be an observer or a witness to history. Common power asks that you participate in it in a way that you have never participated before. And the road ahead means that we're not done, that there's more of it in the future. And so we asked of our people to participate in bringing this man to justice and ending the Trump presidency. And, and now we, we see that the, the, the fight goes further and we, we need you for a, a, a lot longer. 
Yeah, I, I just, I so echo that and share that, Charles. That's why when we started it, uh, I titled it First Things. It's the first thing, right? It's, it's not the end. And uh, I have a colleague at the UW who uh, sent an, I got an email from, he was sending it out to a bunch of people. I got an email from about a week ago where he uh, was, had launched a podcast um, mm. and it, had, it was, it was a, 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 an email announcing the podcast. And this person I have tremendous respect for, absolutely. Uh, I, I look at, at, at uh, this person and I think like, that's, that's me, essentially, that's me over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the email was noting the podcast as the, as the thing, the endeavor right? It was, it was the, the piece that was the big piece. And for most of my life, that has been the case that, that to extend the knowledge and the teaching outside of the university was the thing that was enough. And that was like more than enough. That was more than most. Uh, but we, from the beginning trials, uh, cre- you know, high credit to you, but I think we've always shared this have always been an action organization that we, we believe and commit to community, to teams, to next generation leaders, and it all must be in the service of action, of action. In our case, it's around voting justice. Uh, and it needs, to be, it needs to be action. Otherwise, it's, it's purely, an, it's not worthless, but it's purely an intellectual exercise. And really in my view, it's an exercise in privilege to just mm. talk and feel. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there are people who, who um, would have loved to sit back and, <laughs> and think about how they feel about what's going on, right. but they were, they were compelled to go into the streets during key moments. And, and what we know now is that those moments actually motivated people to become more politically aware. And that motivated, especially folks who hadn't voted before and young people, uh, it motivated them to, to vote sometimes for the first time. Yeah. So as we turn the page or uh, as we move into about when we're recording this, about an hour and 20 minutes from when the inauguration the transfer of power happens. What's the front and center next step in this journey, Charles, in your view for us, as we sign this podcast off, what's the piece that tomorrow night when we gather in our community with, uh, with uh, uh, an event that is a look forward, it's, it's a 2021 look forward, sharing some of our plans. And it's also a fundraiser because we need treasure to do this work. We do. Um, what's, what's the centerpiece, the anchor piece that you're going to say that you're going to share with us tomorrow? Well, I'll, I'll save that for tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, it is, it, it is that we, we need to, obviously, I mean, we've, we've come a long way and we've, we've won in, in a big way and we need to recognize that. And there are, the, the battle continues. And I'm, I'm, I'm wary of, I got to use different, different words now. Fight and battle uh, are like, you know, those are the, that's evidence that Trump 
incited the mob. So I gotta, I gotta mm. use different, uh, <laughs> I gotta use different phrasing. The struggle, um, it, it continues in ways that, that we didn't know before. We didn't see it before. I feel like our eyes are opened. And, and so it's a, it, it is a, it's a call to action. It's a call to action of a different kind. It's one that, that asks us to, to make, make the work that we did, maybe not at the level that we did it in 2020, but to, to make the type of work that we did a part of our lives and to bring in more people who can also make it a part of, of their lives. That's going to be the, that's going to be the ask. That's going to be the message. The more people is something that that's interesting because it doesn't just mean those around you, the people that you know, it means going out and finding more people who look like the people in America, the voters in America who are just now finding their voice and adding them to our community and activating them. And that's hard. That's really hard. It's hard to understand how to do that. It's hard to, hard to understand how, how long that's going to take and put the effort and the investment in to do that work. It's not shiny. You know, it doesn't sound like going after Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham for, for their races. It doesn't sound like taking down Trump. It's not shiny like the sedition caucus. Um, it is, it is helping somebody, helping an organization make calls for city council in a state that matters that we need to build bench in, but there's nobody that there's no viable democratic candidates that can run in the next two years or four years. And we need that, that we really, really need that. And we see that now. The only reason why we can't compete in some places is because there's no, there's nobody that's been groomed to do so. So how do we do that? Well, we've got to, we've got to make investments. We talk a good game about investing in next generation leaders about supporting partner organizations, about not just being in these states during election cycles. Now it's time to just do the thing that we said that we're about. And I'm here to hold all of us accountable to that, as I have been, David, from the beginning, right? Absolutely. Steve, you're one of the uh, uh, the people that Charles is kind of referencing of somebody who decided they needed to do more and you you have throughout your life been chronicling and aware and certainly uh engaged as a citizen but it seems to me through our conversations that you made some choices over the course of this year to do more is that so i guess so but um you know, I've always thought of my career as not just, well, I guess I think it's important to bear witness. I think it's important to be um, presenting uh, real facts and truths and voices from across the community, because I think that's a grounding in what gets us to move forward. And so, uh, I guess I have, a, I have, uh, I'm grateful I had that opportunity to bear witness throughout my whole career. I guess I don't see it as passive. Um, I see it as a way to plant the flag along the way. And so, yeah, this last year and actually this 
this whole last year, right? Of going, going to Iowa and going to South Carolina, talking to people, seeing what was happening, being a part of that was part of that um, process as well. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking was particularly the, like at this point in your career, in your life, you could, you could choose to say, look, I'm, I'm done. This is, this is on for someone else. And, but you, you did engage with us. You did always, always say yes when we wanted to do something around the podcast or to help us recruit a new colleague, a person who's now a member of our staff, Betty Chipman. You, you're the connective right. tissue for that. You, uh, you have mentored, you have gotten up every morning to do this podcast. Those, those may seem small things to you. And I'll, I'll grant that they're not like the, as big as winning a Georgia election, but they are pieces of the puzzle, Steve. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's good. I appreciate that. It's not winning the Georgia election. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you, you finding Betty Chipman and bringing her to CP may be equal to, if not beyond winning the Georgia election <laughs> in terms of what she's brought to the organization and what that allows us to do. You know, she's, she's helping us win. So, well, that's full circle then, isn't it? And that's part of the value of uh, always being open to um, extend the hand down the line because, you know, I was able to do that because in 2010, maybe, when David and I were standing in line getting ready to go up on stage uh, to talk about the media in Seattle, I can't remember if that was the topic, uh, might have been 2009, uh, and I said, you know, I like to teach, David, if there's ever a chance to teach, and David said, no, I don't think there's any chance, but then a couple months later, he said, hey, somebody left, maybe you still want to teach, so it all goes full circle in that sense, doesn't it? It does. It really does. And Betty and Charles are part of the folks who take us forward now. They take us forward. So the journey is not beginning today. The journey has long has been there forever in this country towards justice and a, a more just and inclusive democracy. And so it, it vigorously continues today, even with the new president. Um, but I'm grateful and also uh, inspired to the next phase, inspired. Uh, I wanted to celebrate where we are. I want to celebrate where we are and also uh, sit in strength, S sit and stand in strength in community um, for, for what comes now with the Biden and Harris administration. <laughs> and we have, we, have, we have the same work to do and we also have different work to do. Uh, and uh, I'm in. I'm 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 eager for it. I and I can't. I'm ready. I, I was gonna say I can't wait for it, but actually I, I have waited and worked for it. We have, and uh, it's it's time now to step into it. Yeah, I got a I got a note that um, you're you're uh, you're, you're really taking this this uh, end of the podcast seriously because you're. I don't hear anything in the background. You're. You're inside. I don't know if you stepped into a porta potty <laughs> or. Uh, oh, thanks for know, that you, visual image. That's the best visual image you, to end the podcast. With did right you step there, into okay? a garage of a neighbor or something? Or you're you're at the pool. You're at the pool, getting ready to jump in, right? No, I'm home. I'm uh, okay. I uh, 
I got up early today and uh, uh, got, got out to do the podcast. And so I am on my way to, to swim. It's my meditative space and then back to work. So, you know, what you've heard is the, is this, the, the, the kind of like coming home circle right here. Hey, there you go. That's what this is. That's good. And home is a good place to be for that because we start and end every journey, hopefully. And I can't home. wait to see Bernie's coat, man. I can't wait to see Bernie's coat, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jim Clyburn's coming down the stairs and the Clintons, the Clintons just arrived, uh, but they're not holding hands, which is, you know, there's so much going on there. It's just, you know, it's like it's like seeing the the a family for a, a gathering or something. You're like, oh, there's so and so and so and so. You know, they hate each other, but they're still we love them. You know, and uh, here's Uncle Oh and Barack and Michelle. Oh my goodness. So this is gonna end in a second. Do you want to keep going, or or do you want? Because it looks like it's got less than a minute left. Now that's a great way to end right there. Seeing them in the family and moving forward together. Yep. That's right. Podcast isn't over. Okay. There's still going to be episodes of with CP. David's just yep. not going to do them every single day. So That's look right. for the next one, everybody. All right. Let's go. Let's get back to work. Let's get back to work.